Hey everyone, welcome into another edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. This is WTOC Sports Director Jake Wallace with you, and we're going to be talking about the Georgia High School Basketball State Championships that are happening this week. It has been a wild month of the state basketball tournament, and it all concludes this week in Macon. We have two Southeast Georgia teams that are going to be playing for state titles. Both will happen on Thursday. The Swainsboro Tiger boys going for the Class AA title Thursday at 4 o'clock, and the Beach Bulldog girls will be going for the Class AAA state title, their second in four years Thursday at 6 o'clock against Greater Atlanta Christian. And that's where we're going to start with the Beach Bulldogs, who have had an interesting year to say the least. They've dealt with a lot. Head coach Olafemi Gordon has a stroke in late June. Uh, assistant coach Matthew Hawthorne is promoted to interim head coach in her stead. Um, Gordon now doing pretty well as she is in recovery from that stroke. She's back with the team, has been back since November. Got a chance to speak with her yesterday, do a story on how this team feels like they're playing for her, and I encourage you to go check it out on WTOC.com. But that was just kind of the the big thing that happened for Beach this offseason, one of the things that, that guided them. The other thing, they lost their star player in Jada Burgess. She transferred over to Johnson. A lot of people thought that was going to be the death knell for this Beach Bulldog team, at least for this year. After Saturday's win over North Hall, a game they dominated from the tip, by the way, every player, Hawthorne, the coaches, they all told us how overlooked they felt all year, how they felt they'd been written off, how they felt like everyone had just cast them aside as a state title contender. And I'll admit, I'll put my hand up, I was probably one of those people who thought that Beach was a good team, could probably make a a little bit of a deep playoff run, but certainly wasn't going to play for a state title or win a state title. And then you see them play, and we've seen them play a few times. I think I saw three of the, the games they played against Johnson this year. You go back and you look at what this team has and what they've done this year. Just look at their resume. And we'll, we'll just look at the losses. Nine losses for this beach team this year. Here's what eight of those losses are. Four were to Johnson, the team that went 20-something and two, lost one game to, to a class AAA opponent, and that was Greater Atlanta Christian in the semifinals. Dominated the class all year, was far and away the number one team in AAA until they lose in the Final Four. Four of the losses for Beach were to the Adam Smashers, and three of them were by eight points or less. So that's four of your nine losses. Two of them came to Glen Academy. The Red Terrors are going to play for the Class 6A state title on Saturday afternoon. One came to Forest Park, who Glen Academy is going to play in the 6A title game, and one of your losses comes to Holy Innocence, who's going to play for the Class A private state title on Wednesday. So just kind of think about that and put that in perspective here. Eight of your nine losses are to teams that are either playing for a state title or were the state championship favorite in the class all year. That, to me, tells me that Beach is a good team. They played a tough schedule. They lost some games. Surely they could have beaten Johnson once or twice, and that would have really kind of, I think, put the, the satellites up on people in terms of following this Bulldog team. 
But you look at what they have, and they have a really good team. Two players averaging over 12 points in senior Madison Evans and junior Kayla Rogier. They've got a post player in Amia Dantzler, just a sophomore, averaging nearly eight points a game and eight rebounds a game. And, and ask North Hall about trying to guard Amia Dantzler on Saturday. Go ask North Hall about trying to guard Kayla Rogier on Saturday. This team is really, really good. I put it out on Twitter yesterday. It should not be a surprise if they win a state title on Thursday. So, for a season that it seems like everything has kind of gone against the Beach Bulldogs, they can kind of get the ultimate redemption the and, and have the ultimate advantage of saying, I told you so, if they can beat Greater Atlanta Christian on Thursday. Had a chance to talk about this team to the guy who's led them here all season. That'd be interim head coach Matthew Hawthorne. Talk to him about about a little a little bit about that being overlooked, a little bit about his dynamic guard duo, and also how this team has rallied around head coach Olafemi Gordon after her stroke in June. So here's that interview with Beach interim head coach Matthew Hawthorne. All right, joined now on the podcast by the interim head coach of the Beach Bulldogs, that'd be Matthew Hawthorne, the state championship-bound Beach Bulldogs. And, Coach, we talked to you on Saturday after the win, and you said how excited you guys were, how motivated you had been to be here. You've had a few days to now digest that you're playing for a state championship Thursday. You know who you'll be playing. What are the thoughts as, as game week is here? Back to work we go. Um, yesterday, me and the coaches were on the phone discussing our plan for the week, um, discussing tutorials, discussing when we're going to leave and all that good stuff. So, you know, it's all about preparation. I'm getting back to watching film, studying Joe, Great Atlanta Christian, which is a good team. They've done something that we hadn't been able to do all year, beat Johnson. So, we played on four times, lost four. They played on once and won. So we have to really, um, like I said, watch them on them, really digest them, really break them down, see their strengths, see their weaknesses, and just get ready for the for the week. Got to watch film, but you saw them in person on Saturday in Valdosta. What'd you see out of that team on Saturday? Well, hey, they got three great guards. They got number twenty. I think her name is Kaylee Addy. Um, they got number four. I'm not remember. I don't remember her name. And number eleven. And uh, those three are pretty good. They pretty much match up pretty well with us as far as guard play. Um, the forwards look like they're young. So our forwards, I think, have the advantage in that area. Um, but they're a pretty good team. Um, Kaylee is pretty good. Number four is pretty good. And number 11 is pretty good. So, you know, um, they, look, they look like they're well coached as well. And they're young. They're young, and they was able to overcome being down by, you know, being down basically the whole game. So they have great composure. You've got two pretty good guards yourself, and Madison Evans and Kayla Regier. Both of them experienced, obviously, Madison, uh, a senior and and really the leader of this team. But I wanted to ask you about Kayla and her growth this year. She leads your team in points over 15 a game. What have you seen for, out of her as she's really stepped up and become kind of the, the go-to player offensively for you here in her junior year? Yeah, Kayla really has, like you said, stepped up big time for us. You know, once we had lost some players, Kayla really took it upon herself to take that role. She wants to be the, the go-to person. That's what she wants. She wants to ball her hands. She's thinking out the practice and work on stuff. Me and her together to practice a lot of days and work on her jump shot, work on her moves. So she really put the time in to be what she's at right now. 
She's played a lot of basketball. She played a lot of AAU. She's played since she was a freshman with us. So, you know, she has the, 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 the play experience in. And her just being a junior, just, you know, she's been playing a lot. She's been playing well. And we're so great. We're so happy she's able to step up. A lot of people, I think, maybe came out of Saturday surprised that you guys are, are playing for a state championship game uh, for for a number of different reasons. Y'all mentioned how you felt overlooked, how you felt written off all season. What do you say to those people that are maybe surprised that the Beach Bulldogs are playing for another state championship this week? Well, they are surprised, but we're not surprised at all. Um, <clears throat> we put the time in, and we knew that we were really good. We had a, We played a very tough schedule. I think people overlooked that, too. So, you know, I think um, Holy Innocence is like they're playing for the state. We play at Forest Park in the tournament. They're playing for the state. Glenn is playing for the state. And Johnson, of course, has been dominant all year. So, like I said, we played a really tough schedule, and we knew that we were good. And like people say, I mean, they say that we weren't that good. I don't see how they thought that. But, you know, we still had Kayla, several D1 offers. Madison has a lot of interest. So we still had a good team. We got a Mia Dantzler. We got Destiny White here. We got Amaya Pretty. We got Alexis Brockerson. We still got some players on that team that came that they stepped up late in the season. I wanted to ask you about the dynamic of this team because obviously there's been not upheaval but some roles changing. Coach Gordon going through her her health issues that that have put you in the interim uh, spot, and Coach Gordon still on the sideline. How has the team kind of rallied around each other as the dynamic on the bench has changed a little bit for this season? Well, the, the, the dynamic has only has changed about who's standing up. That's the only thing that really changed. We still have the we, – we're like a family at Beach High School. Coach Coy is the head coach, and we're just kind of like, you know, what do we need to do? Only thing that's happened, now I'm standing up and she's sitting down. She's still the boss. She's still the head coach, you know, title, but I'm just the guy yelling for her now because – you know, she can't really get that excited. Um, and like I said, at Beach High School, we're a family. I've been around the program since 2015, so I've been a coach. And the girls already, you know, we already knew each other. It's just one small change to us, and the girls went with the flow. Coach, on Thursday, you're playing for the state championship. That would be the second in four years for Beach. What would this one mean uh, for this team and this program? Man, it will mean a lot to us. This is where I go. Last year we lost in the Final Four. We were up by eight going into the fourth quarter, and we just dropped the ball. So this year we, our goal was to get back, to get back to the state and to win it. That was our only goal we had. We didn't care about nothing else, especially when Coach Gordon went, fell ill. We had to do it for Coach. This is all for Coach Gordon. So we love her. We appreciate her. We wanted to get well. So we put all our effort into winning the state for Coach. Coach Matthew Hawthorne of the state championship-bound Beach Bulldogs. Coach, good luck this week, Thursday night, taking on Greater Atlanta Christian in the Class AAA state title game. Thanks for the time, Coach. We'll talk to you a few times more this week. Uh, Good luck on Thursday. We'll see you in Macon. Thank you. So the Bulldogs going to take on Greater Atlanta Christian on Thursday. That's a Spartan team that we saw Saturday in person as they beat Johnson. And and they've got athletes. They can play. you look at this team, and, and they've got three really good guards with a little bit of length to them as well. The Bulldogs are going to have to be able to contend with that and the quickness if they're going to get it done on Thursday. The other team we got going on Thursday are the Swainsboro Tigers, and this is a team that I saw play Jeff Davis 
a couple weeks ago in Swainsboro, a pretty good Jeff Davis team, a team led by Jaquez Kirby, who the class AA or the Region Two AA Player of the Year, guy who's going to Murray State, a highly recruited prospect by mid-major Division One colleges, and Swainsboro made that game a layup line for about the first half. They ran right through Jeff Davis at home, just like they've really kind of run through everybody this season. The Tigers go to Thursday's game with a 29-2 record. They've won 16 games in a row. They have one loss in Class AA this year. That was a game at Jeff Davis back in December. This team is has been the state title favorite since about midway through the season, maybe a little before that. And they have simply just dominated folks. They've Milwaukee bucked folks this season. They're averaging almost 77 points a game. You look at this team and just how deep they are. There's 11 juniors and seniors on this 14-player squad. They're going into this game with a ton of confidence and the belief that they have shown why they're going to be the state champion all year. Thursday is just going to be about proving it as they take on a Theral team that is also coming in with a lot of confidence. This is a Theral team that's won eight games in a row and not in an easy region to do so. And so I'm interested to see what this game is going to look like. I imagine it's going to be up and down, high-paced, really fast basketball that is fun to watch. You hope that the setting of the Coliseum, the setting of the Centerplex um, doesn't get to the players. You can see that happen sometimes. Teams go from playing in gyms all season to now suddenly playing in, a, in an arena. That Your depth perception on your shot can be a little off. The court's a little bigger. It can sometimes throw some teams off. You can sometimes see some sloppy games. I hope that's not the case when Swainsboro and Therrell play Thursday at 4 o'clock for the Class AA boys title. To talk with me some more about that matchup and the Beach Greater Atlanta Christian matchup, turn to our guy Kyle Sandy, who does uh, great work at sandyspiel.com, covers the entire state of Georgia in high school basketball. Wanted to get his thoughts on these games and maybe some perspective from outside our area on these two state championship games that are happening on Thursday. So here's that interview with Kyle Sandy. All right, joined now on the podcast by Kyle Sandy. You can find his work at sandyspiel.com. Does a great job covering high school basketball all over the state, and it's the busiest time of year for you, Kyle. Look forward to seeing you in Macon this week. We'll get right into it. We got the Beach Girls in Greater Atlanta Christian. What are you looking forward to out of this game in Class AAA? Well, I think the biggest thing is, as far as GAC goes, they can't have a letdown game. I mean, you just beat Johnson. Johnson was obviously, hands down, the heavy, heavy favorite to win the state championship, and you beat them. And this is a young team, GAC, with Kaylee Addy, J.C. Bolden, uh, Ava Irvin's a senior. But it's a young team, a young core, and sometimes you can get too high and sometimes you can get too low. And I just want to see 
was at their state championship game. They have to come out and actually win this next game. This next game is a state championship. Uh, winning in the Final Four over Johnson is not the title. Uh, so I'm wanting to see, uh, are they going to come out focused? No, they have one more. Even though you just slayed the dragon, there's another dragon looming, and that's Beach. And, you know, it's really hard for these teams to beat two Savannah schools to win a state title. It's really hard considering back-to-back. And I know Johnson had Beach's number this year, but Beach is still really tough. They turned it up in the, in the Final Four, and they really just uh, dismantled the North Hall team. So I'm very interested, interested to see how this young GAC team approaches a really, really big stage against another really tough team from South Georgia. After the game Saturday, Beach told us how they felt they'd been overlooked and kind of written off all season. Is it Should it come as a surprise that this Beach team is back in the state championship and, and could win another one second time in four years? No. I mean, it would be a huge surprise to not see a, a team from the Savannah area represented in the state championship game, whether it be Beach or Johnson. So not really a surprise. I know, you know, North Hall um, – I guess they just they just couldn't handle it. It's a it's a whole other type of team, especially when you're going down. I guess they're playing in Valdosta, tough place to play, a long ways away from home. North Hall, if you know if this game was played up in North Georgia, it might have been a different outcome possibly. Uh, but you're going down there, you're seeing a beach team that has that winning pedigree. Whether you know they're 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 making it to the state championship game or falling short in the final four, either way, you know Beach is going to make a very deep run, and uh, they're always primed this time of year to to win some games. And you know they got Rogier, they got Evans, they got really good guard play, and those two girls have seen some of the best of the best all throughout their high school careers. And um, it would be foolish for anybody to ever write off Beach. Now I, I might have picked North Hall to uh, you know get over the hump and get there, but um, you know, it can't be shocked to see a Savannah team representing uh, the coast in, in Macon, whether it be Johnson or Beach. This year it seems to be Beach, and I think Beach, uh, they're feeling awfully good. they got a lot of momentum now, and now they see one more team in their sights. Um, I think they're going to come out very focused, and it's going to be a really competitive game. Kyle Sandy of SandySpiel.com holding himself accountable with his picks. Joining us on the w- <laughs> WTOC Sports Podcast. That Beach GAC game Thursday at 6 in Macon. The game right before that, Swainsboro and, Swainsboro and Therrell in the Class AA. Swainsboro's just run through everyone this year, but Therrell's on an eight-game win streak. They've got a lot of confidence. What do you like to – what do you want to see in this game? Oh, I think – this is going to be a very fun, entertaining game, very fast-paced. You're going to see a lot of great athletes going up and down. I really like Swainsboro in this one, though. I know Swainsboro's been just clubbing everybody all season long. I think they're built for it. And Farrell, Farrell's best player has not been playing for nearly half the season. That's Robbie Armbruster. He's about six foot five. He's got Division One offers, averages close to 20 and 10. He's been out for the majority of the season, and he's not going to be playing in this championship game. So that is your biggest bullet is missing. So when you're looking at Farrell, it's really a three-man crew. Roman Sun the point guard, Rashawn Frederick, a big uh, a big wing on the perimeter, and then you're looking at uh, Cameron Fortson, a, a power player inside. So that's a big three, but Swainsboro, Swainsboro is so deep, and they can match Farrell. Farrell has always been the biggest team in Class 2A, the most athletic team. They're going to beat you inside, but Swainsboro has the Seabro twins, Frederick and Cedric. Those two guys are going to match anything that Farrell does inside. 
Vince Swainsfield has just a slew of guards. Emmanuel Hackett. So Derek Jones is just a, a phenomenal defensive player. He's only maybe six two, six three, but he blocks over three shots per game. He's going to be flying around, giving effort all over the place. Then A.J. Kingsbury, who had a really big fourth quarter closeout, Glenn Hills. I like Swainsboro in this one. Where I think it could get close is Swainsboro likes to play fast, and so does Farrell. So if they get up and down, Farrell's going to be able to hang around with them. But at the end of the day, Swainsboro does mix up their defenses. They do play a 2-3 zone, and they have the size inside to limit Farrell's opportunities at the rim. Kyle, you mentioned it. Just they've, they've clubbed everybody. I like the way you said that. Twenty nine and two. They've won sixteen games in a row. They have one loss to a team in Class AA. When you look across the state, pound for pound, regardless of class, how good is this Swainsboro team compared to maybe some of the bigger teams in state? How would you put that in perspective? I think we're really gonna see. I mean, seeing what they do against Farrell in the state championship will give us a really good. Uh, measuring stick. Farrell has been a team that's played some of the best in the biggest schools uh, this year and last year and has always held their own. Now, obviously, Farrell's not at 100% full strength, but still, if Swainsboro wins this game, and if they win this game in convincing fashion, then you would have to really consider Swainsboro as one of those, you know, maybe a, a top 10, top 15 team. Now, do I see them competing with the Graysons of the world and some of these juggernauts where, you know, people are coming in and out, uh, and it's the wild, wild west in Class 7A. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but as far as anything outside of Class 7A, I think Swainsboro could compete with the best of the best, and, you know, it We'll see. You know, they've got to get the job done against Farrell, but everything they've done all throughout the season, Swainsboro has been really talented, and I think they're going to be able to showcase that and make it and let the entire state know just how good the Tigers are. Kyle Sandy of SandySpiel.com. Appreciate the time, Kyle. We'll see you in Macon on Thursday. You can follow Kyle on Twitter and at SandySpiel.com for complete state championship coverage from Macon. Kyle, appreciate the insight. Appreciate the time. We'll see you this week. Yes, sir. I'll see you soon. So I want to thank Kyle, I want to thank Coach Matthew Hawthorne for joining us on the podcast this week. A busy time for both of them, obviously. But what's going to be a really fun Thursday in Macon, I believe, the chance for two state champions to come back to the southeast Georgia area. For Savannah, it's a chance to keep the streak alive. It's been three consecutive years that the city of Savannah and Chatham County Public Schools has a state champion. Of course, it's been the Beach Girls followed by the Johnson Girls twice. The Beach Girls can make that four in a row for the city of Savannah and Chatham County. So it's Swainsboro and Therrell Thursday at 4 o'clock in Macon. It's Beach and Greater Atlanta Christian immediately after. WTOC is going to be in Macon for both of those games. We'll be live from Macon and have full reports and highlights and post-game reaction and Everything you want to see from Macon coming up for you Thursday on the news. Be sure to follow us all week, WTOC.com backslash sports. You can also find all my stuff on Twitter and Facebook. We'll have coverage leading up to the games all week from Beach and Swainsboro. I was at Beach on Monday. Got some really good stuff. You can find that on the sports page at WTOC.com. Planning to make a trip to Swainsboro on Wednesday to catch up with the Tigers before they take on Therrell on Thursday. So, state championship time in Georgia, Southeast Georgia, hoping to bring home two state championships on Thursday, and WTOC will have you covered all the way from Macon. That'll do it for this edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. 
We appreciate you downloading. We appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you again soon.